These are the funniest people I know. These are the funniest people I know. Said improv riffing, callers and sketches, characters and interviews, and then some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest people I know. Hello, world, and welcome to the Funniest People I Know podcast and radio show, coming to you live. What the actual f*** will? <laughs> I thought we left that behind. New Year's resolution. Stop doing that. I don't stop. think we're allowed to say that word. <laughs> oh, we have a beat machine. Oh, we just did. <laughs> Man, oh, you should have said we have a beat machine. <laughs> and we have to change the game. <laughs> yeah. I'm your host, Will Amato, here in the Atlanta studio with a cordial cartel of Atlanta's most available <laughs> comedians. <laughs> Thanks. That's the nice thing anyone's ever said about me. Yeah. Alexandria, what's mm-hmm. happening in the news this week? So many things. The year has started off crazy already, but one of the things that has caught my attention is how you write your date out and the year. In 2020, in, Happy New Year. Exactly. Happy New Year, y'all. This is 2020. If anyone followed me on social media, I posted a montage okay, of did you ever? Barbara Walters <laughs> yes. saying, this is 2020. And I watched the whole thing. And oh I God. appreciate you, George, for liking yeah. it. You were like one of two people to like it. Like, let me post something stupid, like my headshot. And everybody's like, ah. But when I post the good stuff, like mm. a montage of Barbara Walters saying, this is 2020, no one pays attention. Anywho. <laughs> Wait, did she ever? say this is 2020 when the ball dropped there was a petition now for her to do it i think barbara is just resting easy right uh, now she, she said not, it to herself she's not up at midnight <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think that she said it to herself in her living room with, with her, her own crystal ball you know, with, her dogs. Yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> with the year being 2020 we now need to be mindful of how we write out 2020 on a check because that's the only thing I'm writing a day on that it really matters, that would be official. Mind you, I haven't written a check probably since 1920. No, I don't know. Alexandria, how old are you? <laughs> don't worry about that. This is like Watchmen. You seriously, I'm, don't crack. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. I didn't even know she was 200. <laughs> Whenever I write a check, I do it in the most dramatic way possible because I learned from Cruella DeVille and Wonder Woman Dalmatians when she's writing a check for the dogs and she's like, Anita. Yes. A jade cigarette holder. Yes. <laughs> because that's what I would do when I was younger. I was like, eh. until when I'm like paying rent, I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What's the issue? What do we have to be afraid of? My manager in our meeting at work brought up the fact that someone could put a future year. So it could be like 2021, 2022. To show that something isn't late? Yeah, to what end? That's mm-hmm. what kills me. Like, I've seen this too. Right? I got the warning. Mm-hmm. It's like, don't just write 1, 13, 20, or someone might change the date. Yeah. Like, to, yeah. to do what? Make a contract look like we, it was signed two years ago, and now I owe you money. Like, right. you're gonna, like, it doesn't make any sense. It's a, it's a fraud with no goal. Exactly. I think you have to be really bored to want to do this, sitting at home thinking about a lot of 
unnecessary things to think I want this person to be messed up fraudulently two years from now I'm gonna get a hundred extra dollars I can't even think of the scenario yeah it's the fraud equivalent of putting a can of Diet Coke on the other someone's door <laughs> so they make a little puddle when they open it it's so stupid mm-hmm. and it makes no point I don't think we should be worried about this well I did a little research mm-hmm. to oh God, try yeah. and trace mm-hmm. the lineage of okay. this and it seems that these two lawyers wrote a small article about this that went viral. Mm-hmm. Mm. The quote is, it would be best to avoid abbreviations such as the two-digit form of the date as irresponsible parties could change the number for their own motives. <laughs> Again, for what? There's another fear. It's really the same thing in a different way, but avoid this if you do not want people to unilaterally amend your dates. Like on your calendar? (laughs) Oh, I thought I had to go to the dentist tomorrow, but it was two years ago. (laughs) I don't understand it. First, I was like, this is just another ploy in the media cycle to just increase everyone's levels of anxiety, because that's what I officially have changed my belief, that that is what the news cycle is meant for. Sometimes they give you information and things you need to know, but mostly it's just to raise the anxiety. Yeah, TJ, are you worried about writing the date? No, because I don't write checks at all. I'm a normal person. I just use a card all the time. Do you sign and date contracts? No. What if you bought a car, TJ, and you wrote 20, and then someone else wrote 2023, and then you don't own the car for three more years. Wow. And then I take it away. That's never going to happen. Although, could you not use this to extend the term on a lease? No, because no one's going to fall for it. No. Your Honor, I have one copy of this in which ink of a different color says that Mm -hmm. I didn't have to pay for this. Are digital copies just Mm -hmm. disappearing now as a result of it being 2020? And that's why we need to be concerned? You remember when the millennium happened, everyone thought the world was going to explode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nothing happened. I think the same is true here. I do want to slightly take it seriously just in case we need to. But then I started thinking about what year would I want someone to fraudulently write me (laughs) (laughs) What I wanted to go back to 2010 and take away my student loan debt? Mm. Or do I want it to go further and go ahead and give me that $2.5 million check just deposited in my account, just speaking it into existence? I don't don't think you can change the date on a contract and get a $2.5 million Mm. check deposited in your account. I think there's a few more steps Mm. in that scheme. But they said it would be for my own purposes and <laughs> motives, right? <laughs> Look at this fraud I've committed. I'm so oh wise. I'm so clever. You know, <laughs> thinking of it as a time machine is interesting. You know what I'm saying? Some supernatural fun with this. Yeah, what could you undo? I don't It's useless. <laughs> the time traveler like check. Last year, I wrote a lot of things that ended in 19, and I never worried about someone going back and changing it to 1975. <laughs> but real, why wasn't this a thing last year? Yeah. This is not a thing. It's this not a so thing. This is so true. Ooh, this is why you're my friend, George. I didn't even think about that. This is, would have literally been an issue all last year if this was a real problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you're right. I think you're right. True. Well, Lily and I are looking at houses because we're trying to move in town. And one of the houses we looked at was built in 1920. <laughs> and it blew my mind that that is now 100 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Change the date. They could just change it to 2020 and it's a brand new house. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. pay top dollar for it. <laughs> Over the New Year's holiday... I got to go visit my family in California. We had a great time. Sacramento's amazing. And in the airport in Atlanta, I saw a young man wearing a red shirt. On the red shirt was the Heinz ketchup logo. 
<laughs> and underneath the logo, it said, catch up with Jesus. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And I wonder how do you think Jesus would feel if we were to ask him today about being reduced to a condiment pun? I saw how Jesus dressed. I don't know if you should be making any sartorial judgments about anybody. True. <laughs> mm-hmm. sure. The robe and a tattered yeah, robe. Yeah, it's like, I got pants on, dude. I got one up against you. That look might come back. I mm. feel like it has, and it's called Kanye West's current clothing line. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is he rocking the Jesus now? He's, I feel like he thinks he's Jesus. but, yeah, but he kind of looks like the dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have not done historical research here, but did Jesus wear underwear? On uh, the cross, he does. He yeah. better. That would be really inappropriate. <laughs> that, right? Yeah. Mm, yeah. I never thought about it like mm-hmm. that, but you're well, so when, right. When you're Catholic, you see it all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. that is a great point. Mm-hmm. Also, Catholic Jesus is in great shape. Ripped. No, he really is. Mm. He does CrossFit. Methodist <laughs> Jesus had a Wait, few donuts. Extra pounds? Yeah. I grew up with two Jesuses. There's Brad Pitt Jesus, and then there's Black Jesus with mm-hmm. a curly, long, Jerry Curl-like fro, because they always made sure to keep his hair long. <laughs> Jesus always had shoulder-length hair, no matter he, if he was white Jesus or Black Jesus, but the texture would yeah, just yeah. change depending on who the artist was. It, it looks was, like Oil Sharpton back in the day. Yeah, or something like that. Mm. Well, I remember... <laughs> When I studied in London, they showed us uh, oh, okay. part of a cool. <laughs> <laughs> Always looking for an opportunity to mention it. Uh, well, I took I went there for a semester abroad and we studied art history. And there was this one statue of Jesus that they say is arguably the most accurate depiction that we could have because it was created closest mm-hmm. to the time of his life. Mm-hmm. And he just is a normal dude. Very <laughs> Brad Pitt Jesus. What? Brad Pitt doesn't look normal. No. <laughs> yeah. Didn't y'all see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Oh my god. I did see that movie. I think the moral of the story is that Brad Pitt looks cool in sunglasses. Oh yeah. Mm. Totally. Yeah. That's mostly mm-hmm. what I got from that movie. Yeah. Oh, he was so smooth and suave the entire time. How did time. he get to Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? <laughs> because you were saying Brad Pitt Jesus. I did. I like, and sorry. I saw that movie yesterday. Like, <laughs> it's on my like mind I've right now. things in such a wrong direction, Will, yeah. from the puns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went with it. I'll bring it back. <laughs> After seeing this shirt. Oh, yeah, back to the shirt. Mm-hmm. I challenge the funny people for our writer's room segment this week Mm -hmm. to try and come up with their own religious condiment puns. Uh Also, this is going to be our official Funniest People I Know line of merchandise in 2020. Yeah. Oh, my God. No one's going to buy this shirt. Available at Georgia's Restaurant. I'd love to start with TJ and see what you came up with. All right. This is what I got. Mayo days be merry in Christ. Oh. Yes. Wow. Alex, three got... hours. <laughs> three hours. That's all you got? Yes. Uh, they're very good. The assignment mm-hmm. was three. Okay. Well, you got three hours. You can't say what form of my life. I gave you three hours assignment. of assignment. Yeah. Pretty good. Alex? I'm thinking French's faith of a mustard seed spread on a sandwich. To bite into French's faith of a mustard seed. That's a sandwich. That's not a t-shirt. But it could go on your t-shirt like, like Jesus biting. Like spill biting. some mustard on the shirt. As a, like spill mustard on a shirt. You didn't Jesus spend three hours on this. You spent three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you did not work for this. I worked hard. This was I hard. mean, I worked hard as a Christian to understand. George, what do you got? Okay. Okay, I got peas be with you. 
and Ponzu with you. <laughs> peas. Peas. What are peas? It's the only food pun I could think of. <laughs> That's not a condiment. Ponzu is. Ponzu is. Was... <laughs> so horrible. Stupid. Well, I've got a few of my own that okay. I'd like to pick. You. Relish in the Lord. May your heart be full of Jesus. <laughs> the Father, the Son, and Aeoli Ghost. Oh, I love Aeoli Ghost. I do like the Aeoli Ghost. <laughs> That's the only good one I wrote. Aeoli's good. A- good's a strong word. If you have any condiment religious idea but, puns, send them in to the funniest people I know at gmail.com. So is Aeoli with you our shirt? We're going to market one of these. We will have these. What are the top contenders? The top contenders are the Father, the Son, and Aeoli Ghost. And what was TJ's? Mayo Days, Be Merry in Christ. We're going to have those on our website, it's available like, for the purchase. Only vote, and it was unanimous. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> we are going to move on to pop culture. You, Alexandria, mm-hmm. had never seen Raiders of the Lost Ark. True that. Neither Alex nor I had seen it. American classic. Fuck. You went home, you watched the movie. Let's hear your review of Raiders of the Lost Ark. I thought it was entertaining. Steven Spielberg classic film. Yes. It feels very Spielberg. It did. It mm. really did. What is very Spielberg? Science fiction. Oh, okay. I don't know the music. John oh, Williams. there's like a good score. The John Williams. Yeah, yeah John Williams it's, is it good. Just, I would have been able to pick that out. You huh. knew it wasn't Hitchcock, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was a little disappointed that yeah. all of John Williams' main themes come from classic composers. Mm-hmm. So he's an incredible arranger. Oh, but he's not writing it himself. He's not writing these. He's just arranging them. This is why we say he's overrated. He's Star Wars, right? Star Wars, Jurassic Park, Indiana Jones. That theme song is incredible. It is. It's a great song. I mean, I wouldn't listen to it while jogging, but (laughs) it's a great song for a movie. I have that and the Lone Ranger theme on my playlist. (laughs) (laughs) On the elliptical. (laughs) I would like to start this segment with a little bit of John Williams' theme from Raiders of the Lost Ark. There's one that came out before this, right? No, this is the first one. This is the first one. I wasn't sure if I was introduced to the Indiana Jones character, and I thought I had missed something. I was like, oh, he's a professor? Because at first you see him with Alfred Molina Mm. in the very beginning. I was like, oh, little young. I know. I loved seeing Alfred Molina for like 47 seconds. I know. (laughs) He can play like any race. He That's what I was like. He's like put on a unibrow, and now he's vaguely Latin. Just like the generic native peoples. (laughs) (laughs) The movie opens on what I think is the most famous scene of all of Indiana Jones. He has to go and replace the monkey with a bag of equal weight, which is like, oh, reminds yeah. me of Aladdin, right? Yes. And then the boulder chases him. I definitely feel like the whole series peaked in the first five minutes of this movie. <laughs> like, nothing is more epic and Indiana Jonesy than that. I totally agree with that. I also agree that that is where the film peaked because I felt like the other hour and 45 minutes was just unnecessary. No, no, it would have been good if a boulder had just been chasing him the whole time. But you're right, he's a professor. And I watched this with Professor Chris. And Chris had seen it before he grew up, having seen this movie. Mm-hmm. But he immediately started having questions about what's going on with this university. There seems to be a real sketchy deal going on here, right? <laughs> uh, I was like, so none of the uh, advisors recognized that all these women wanted to take Professor Jones's class. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and just start writing random things on their eyelids. Yeah, there's like these women hitting on him. It's really uncomfortable. But I guess that was okay back then. That wasn't frowned upon. What's going on here is the university 
is having professors steal ancient artifacts mm. and then they're selling them to a museum for money. Right. Which mm. seems like a racket. <laughs> right. And then Chris is like, wait, do you think it's a requirement of tenure at this university that their professors <laughs> steal ancient artifacts? <laughs> mm-hmm. I never yeah. thought about it like that. Like all the legal activities. Um, uh-huh. Marion and her blocking in the first scene was really funny to me. When her and Indiana had their first encounter, she picks up the glasses and then she breaks the glasses. Oh, and she, she makes a mess. And I was like, girl, you're a bartender. Like, you own this bar. You don't want to do so, that. So, like, as a bar mm-hmm. owner, it bothered me how clumsy they were with the glasses. They broke so much dishware. <laughs> right. and, and then before burning the whole bar to the ground, let's not even get into the Nepal building code. Okay. And she was playing this drinking game, right? And I don't know if you got this drinking game, but I got confused. It seems like she has a zillion people in the bar. Mm-hmm. And then she picks some random guys, and then she drinks them under the table, and then dismisses them all from her bar. I don't, I don't know how she's turning a profit. She breaks all the dishes and burns down the bar. I think she's a bad business owner. I would completely agree with you. She also burned up her winnings from the drinking yeah, game. Yeah. Like, <laughs> which also was, I guess, a part of what sent them on this world adventure to regain her $5,000 that burned up in the fire. I had questions. For half that scene, the pendant everybody's looking for is just sitting right there on the table. That thing was huge. Yeah. I was like, nobody saw it. I was like, nobody. It's not like glistening in this dark room. <laughs> okay. Nothing's fire. reflecting yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. It started to feel like a cartoon at that point. You get the Nazi monkey and people are hiding <laughs> in baskets. And I was like, this is just straight up Aladdin live action. It really was. At first I was like, ooh, she's clever. Until the monkey totally snitched on her and jumped on top of the basket and was yeah. like, right here, right here. That monkey can kiss my ass. <laughs> I mean, I guess they had to make him an evil Nazi monkey so that when he dies later, we don't feel bad. Can we talk about him laid on the ground? <laughs> all laid out. Like, Where the pieces of his limbs? I don't know about pieces. She saw the red band. Ew. I thought some of his limbs were detached when I first saw it. I was like, oh my <sighs> god. No. That reminds me, in a couple weeks, we're going to have a monkey scientist on the show. I need to ask him about Nazi Ooh. monkeys. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I wonder if he knows about any of the monkeys that were used for Ray. In, of the lost, in the lost of the lost arc. I hope we don't forget to ask these questions. <laughs> <laughs> Write them down, somebody. The premise is that they have to go find the Ark of the Covenant, right? Mm-hmm, Which mm-hmm. I guess back in the day you couldn't put Ten Commandments on the walls of courtrooms, so they kept them mm-hmm. in this big box. Yes. And so that's like I guess the whole premise is he's trying to find them before the Nazis find them. And I don't know why. I feel like that is the place where the movie kind of lost me. Because I was like, ooh, this could be cool. I'll watch the movie and I'll just write some things down. But that's where I was like, okay, I'm I'm getting tired of the archaeological talk. But then <laughs> you would look up and there would be like a really cool action sequence and lots of blood. But then we make it to the end. The explosion happens. They go through Egypt. They end up in Greece. Well, first of all, we have to get to where their dig is. Because Indiana Jones tricks the Nazis. Because mm-hmm. they don't know that on the back of the pendant, it has a second step to doing the math. And you have to carry the one. Mm-hmm. So they're about one meter off of where they're supposed to be, okay. where they're digging. Indiana Jones is like on the other side of a hill. <laughs> digging oh, okay. with like a whole team of people. And none of the Nazis notice. Right, until right. Until the last minute. So it's like whole stupid. What was your plan along Indiana? <laughs> 
<laughs> How are you going to hide from these people? So, of course, the Nazis get the Ark from him, mm-hmm. and they take it to Greece, apparently, which mm-hmm. is where, of course, you would take it. And that's when <laughs> the Nazis try to open it, mm-hmm. and all the ghosts from Ghostbusters come out, and they melt everybody, yes. right? Is that what you saw? That's what I saw, <laughs> and for a second, I thought it was robot chicken, because the melting was just so, it was so bad. bad. <laughs> it looked like they were literally melting candles and crayons and plastic. <laughs> I bet that looked great in 85, but it did Steven not Steven thought that was brilliant. <laughs> and you can tell. They spent lots of money on that. Lots of money. There was another sequence going back to the beginning of the movie that I thought the special effects. I was like, oh, the special effects are pretty okay. And then I was like, oh, no, it's 1981 when the film is released. Like, oh, I see it. When he's falling off of the cliff and he's climbing, but you can see the sheet that's <laughs> covering mm-hmm. the rock-shaped soundstage underneath. Overall, I thought the movie was at least entertaining. My problems were with the brown face and the Kim Kardashian level of brown face mm-hmm. they went. I was like, is this bronzer? Did we just not seek out people in other places close to the regions in which you're filming? No? Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Are there no Egyptians in Egypt? <laughs> right. Where'd you get all those extras from? Milwaukee? <laughs> I assume they shot that in California. You can definitely tell they're on a lot of sets. Definitely the theme I've noticed in all the movies I've missed in my pop culture blind spot okay. is Nazis. Mm. Unnecessary Nazis just keep me away. Yes. So The Sound of Music, uh-huh. this one. Yes. Yeah. What other movies? Mm. Had hey, Glorious Bastards. They were yeah. stealing all the yeah, art. I didn't, I didn't like Bastards. Glorious Bastards yeah. either. So if Nazis are involved, you're not interested. Yeah, I end up kind of like checking out. I think Was I, it I think Casablanca? Yeah, Casablanca. I hadn't seen that. Oh, yeah, they also had Nazis. Mm-hmm. My brother mm-hmm. mentions to me this Big Bang Theory where they bust up the whole premise of Raiders of the Lost Ark. I googled a YouTube video of this episode, and they point out that Indiana Jones plays absolutely no role in the plot. Even without him, the Nazis would have stolen the Ark, taken it to the island, opened it up, and died. He literally I, does mm-hmm. nothing. I have heard about this, but <laughs> I didn't know sense. the context at first to understand. Do you think this theory holds up? In hindsight, because I heard it after watching the movie, I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, he, he doesn't do anything. You know, though, with the hat, the whip, the music, the stunts, he's what's cool about the movie. It's all a look. He gives you something else to watch, because yeah, it's really hard to root for Nazis who are going to get killed by the ghosts from Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So he gives you a hero, I guess. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being great, what's the rating? Well, I think it's definitely a strange <laughs> yeah, movie. It is, I agree. Which is weird, you got a guy in a fabulous hat and a whip, and yet it's, it's mm-hmm. not for gay people. <laughs> I don't know how I missed that. I'd say seven for straight people, uh, four for gay people. Yeah. Wow. That's I would accurate. probably be there for black women as well. Uh, four? Um, <laughs> I was entertained, but I was entertained. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, there's like three more, so we're going to have to keep watching. Okay, let's do it. Okay. Well, we'll look forward to future episodes and reviews of the sequel. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> which I think will up the gay factor. Oh, I like her. You know what? She's fierce. I rock with her. It's 2020. Mm -hmm. We've learned how to write the date, thank God. (laughs) We've learned what not to do. Mm -hmm. I was wondering uh, about New Year's resolutions. There are some folks this year that have been posting hashtag no resolution. That's the best resolution. Which I kind of take issue with. Mm. And I'll tell you why. You don't have to make them if you don't want. Right. Putting it up online sort of assumes that you're judging other people who are trying yeah, to better themselves. Exactly. Right? What have you 
you got against people trying to say, hey, you know what? This year is the year I'm going to do that thing I never did. Aren't they also <laughs> breaking their resolution the moment they make a resolution not to make a resolution? Which is in of itself a resolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the whole thing falls apart. They think they're being clever, but they're just failing instantly. If I meet <laughs> anybody like that, mm-hmm. I'm going to change the date on one of their checks. You should. You, you should. should. <laughs> They'll just trip them up. Yes. Well, our friend Roxy, the waitress is going to pop into the studio and tell us about her New Year's resolution. She emailed us out of the blue. It wasn't her account. It was her manager's account. So she's, hey, I'm at work. I'm on a shift. I don't know what's wrong with her email. And so we said, yeah, 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 come on in. Why use your own when you can hack your bosses? That's what I'm saying. It was strange, though, because then I got scheduled for a shift, which, of course, I wasn't interested in. (laughs) She should be here any second. Uh, come on in, Roxy. She's hello, a- hello, hello, hello. Hey, Roxy. How you guys doing? Oh it has God. been a minute. Thanks for knocking. Happy <laughs> New Year, Roxy. Happy New Year, everyone. How has everybody been? Have you got you guys had a successful New Year? Safe. Uh, see, everyone has all their limbs. That's good. That's true. <laughs> I can tell you, this is the third season and the third year mm-hmm. of the funniest people I know podcast. Oh wow, third year. Has it really been that long? Apparently, I, I don't think I've committed to anything past three months. I I am proud of you. Roxy, what'd you get up to on New Year's? What's a Roxy New Year's? Well, this year I tried to keep it simple. I just wanted to make sure that I was alive, because sometimes that gets a little tricky out here. (laughs) And you have to do what you can to keep yourself safe. So I Mm -hmm. thought that this year would be a good time to start living my best life and reaching these resolutions of sorts, you know? Mm -hmm. Good for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good time to reset, right? Make some goals for 2020 for the the new decade exactly so if you don't mind i just wanted to share a few of my resolutions and tips maybe maybe what i have to say today can help someone help a listener out there maybe i can offer something a little gem or two (laughs) there are a lot of them Mm -hmm. for some reason so let's hear what you got to share. <laughs> listeners, I take it? Yeah. Oh, well, well, listeners, here we go. My first resolution this year was to stop drinking at work while on the clock. I thought See, it was a good idea. Mm, you know, um, it has caused several issues for me on the job. And this is why my insurance premium is sky high right now. <laughs> Actually, mm. insurance companies literally hang up on me when I call <laughs> and say, hi, it's Roxy. And they just get a click. <laughs> like it's, it's impeccable. I never hear from them again. Health or auto? All of the above. Renters, <laughs> auto, <laughs> boating. <laughs> I, no one trusts me. All right, boat insurance. It's important. Oh, you can't even get trip insurance. I can't. You never know when you need boat insurance. <laughs> you never know. I don't think you have a boat, but it doesn't matter. Well, you, you don't know my life. <laughs> True. You don't know when you'll stumble onto a boat. That's right. TJ, George, you guys are invited to the yacht party. Will, uh, thank you. not so much. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> Will. Bye. Uh, Fair enough. Shut down. No. Great. We got that. Don't drink while on the clock. Mm-hmm. What else you got? That leads me to my next resolution, which is to stop passing out at work. I bet one leads into the other. It uh-huh. really does. A lot of times I'm passing out because I'm just drunk. I'm just like <laughs> drunk and I don't know what to say. And this has also caused many of an accident for me too. I pass out on a lot of tables, which mm-hmm. can be a health food hazard. Mm-hmm. And restaurants don't like that. Customers also, frown upon it. They really do get hair and foods and places. Yeah. Like, ma'am, there's a waitress in that soup. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I've lost a couple of tips because of it. <laughs> Only a couple. I also fell on a grill. 
And the back of the restaurant, it burnt off my entire back. I, oh, I, oh I, my God. Yeah, that's an interesting way to fall. <laughs> you fell backwards. <laughs> yeah, it was a long day. It was after New Year's, actually. New Year's did, Eve. Did you try to take a nap on the grill? <laughs> Passed out on the grill. And <laughs> there goes your back. It happens to the best She's like, of well, it. this seems warm. And then it's like, oh, too warm, too I warm. I think that's what it was. I was cold, perhaps. And, yeah, uh, they just turned it on high and left the room. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You were thinking it was a bread oven. Not the yeah. case. Not, like it was blanket. just a hot grill next to a cheeseburger in my back. It was a lot. Oh, it was actually got seared. Mm. I really did. Well done. <laughs> okay. Grill, uh, please. Thank God for workers, not Roxy. <laughs> well, I don't qualify, so. All right. Um, what's the third resolution? Lastly, but not least. I should probably start showing up to work. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know, Roxy. Maybe thinking, not. Mm-hmm. Which is sort of. A lot of my issues lead to me not showing up from work. My recovery period from falling on the grill mm-hmm. and my back replacement surgery. Mm. Probably um, the health insurance premium being so high. Is so high. To that. You know, I can't really pay for it. And I have no check. It's really sad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can you guys help me? No? No? No, anyway. It's okay. I'll be fine. Well, I'm not giving you a job if that's what you're asking for. <laughs> Wait a minute. George, you're a restaurant owner. You wouldn't hire me. I'm a seasoned veteran in the restaurant game, George. We already have a server asleep on the table. Oh, so that oh yeah. That's fair. So, yeah. And These are my resolutions. I'm learning, George. And oh. several drunks, from what I understand. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Send me your resume. Okay. Thank you, George. Well, look at that. There is hope for the new year. Well, Roxy, happy new year. Thanks happy for coming new year, by. Though. You're welcome. It's glad to be up here. We're going to end every episode with a game. Mm-hmm. George, what do you got for us? Professor Chris is part of the American Dialect Society, and every year they pick the words of the year. They did the words of the decade this time, too. Mm-hmm. So we've got okay. them here for 2019. They just voted on them, and I'm going to put out some of the words, and you guys guess and see what they mean. Ooh. Great. Okay. Mm-hmm. The winner's pretty obvious. It is parentheses my pronouns. Yeah, I heard they got word of the year. They actually became word of the decade. Runners up for the word of the year were OK Boomer. Oh, yeah. So what's okay, Boomer, TJ? That's when some old person trips in public and you're like, okay, Boomer. (laughs) That's really mean. That's what I admit. That's why I don't ever use it. I think it's the last word you say to your dog before you put him up for adoption. (laughs) I think it is... Similar to what TJ said, mm-hmm. is that is when they fall, someone falls. Well, not, not the falling. Oh. We don't want anyone to fall. Maybe in terms of, okay, boomer, in um, the boomers that take over social media and want to drag millennials and anyone that's come after their generation and talk about how they are the reason why the world is a mess right now. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. Is they have a, a retort to someone old expressing out of touch views. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Very yeah. good. You want me to say how you usually hear in my head when, yeah. I, when I hear it? So like an old lady falls down and hurts yeah, herself, and yeah. then you go, Okay, Boomer. <laughs> so sweet. Okay, Boomer. You're such a good... It sounds better in my head. It sounds like a Bart Simpson character. <laughs> okay, Boomer. What's that from? That's like... That's, that's just... You that's said a it. Voice. It's from you five That's a voice ago. somewhere. So that's <laughs> somewhere on a show. Uh, what's that from? <laughs> I think you're falling apart. <laughs> that's, from, <laughs> that's from something. No, well, that's man, from that's something. That's going to drive me insane. Yeah. Do you hear that? I, I what hear is that? it. I, I, no. Does that sound annoying? Yes. Okay. Another runner-up was Karen. <laughs> Karen is a sort of basic white person, yes. right? That's like, maybe a little uppity, has a Starbucks and drives an RX 300? 
She has the Bob, the may I speak to her manager haircut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Complaining, self-important white woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, uh, the political word of the year was quid pro quo. We all know what quid pro quo mm. is. One of the runner-ups for political word of the year was squad. Mm. Oh, squad yeah, is, yeah. What's squad, TJ? Squad is your crew, your gang, your circle of villains that go and save the world. Okay, yeah. what do you think it is? I would agree. Your clique, your group, you your know, gaggle you know what squad of. Is? Your gaggle, I'm, yes. I'm wondering, was this a Kavanaugh thing? When he was getting, his, like, his idiot college buddies. Mm. It's the nickname for the four House Democrats, Ocasio-Cortez, oh, Elon Omar, the, uh, Lana Presley. You yeah. right, you right. The yeah. freshman squad. Yeah, the freshman squad. Mm. Yeah. The cheerleading squad. Yeah. All right, cool. All right. The other one is hashtag impetus. Hashtag mm. I-M-P-O-T-U-S. I am the president. I am the president of the United States. You're Wait, what is it again? I M P U T S. I M P O T U S. I M P O. I'm POTUS? Impetus. What is it? I'm POTUS. So you think it's I'm President of the United States? Yeah. Mm. Alex. Impetus. Like an idiot or not capable of doing something. Well, that is true, but it's actually a derogatory reference to the impeached President Trump. So, uh, That's funny. Uh, yeah. Very good. Good job, good. Twitter. Thank you, George. That was great. Folks, send us your favorite words of the year. We're on social media. We're on Instagram. Have yourself a happy new year. Thank you again for tuning in to the Funniest People I Know podcast. This is our third season. We've got an exciting year planned. Tell a friend about the show. Get yourself a condiment pun t-shirt. Come on. (laughs) Soon to be available on our website. Thank you to producer Jane and the Georgia Radio Reading Service for hosting us. Have yourselves a hilarious week. Bye. 